Hello and welcome to another episode of No Bullshit Fitness. Um, as you'll have seen from the extremely delightful title of this podcast, um, I'm going to be speaking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart um, or a phrase that is near and dear to my heart and really I've only kind of adapted it in the last year or so pretty much just since having the gym um, and it is about not being a shite bag. Now, a shite bag can be applied to a lot of different areas and facets of your life. But when we're talking about a fitness capacity, um, I wanted to focus today's podcast on when you are in the gym lifting and you're given a certain exercise to do with sets and reps, stop being a shite bag. Basically, you are inhibiting your own gains, i.e., or to put it in layman's terms, you're stopping yourself from progressing to the extent you could be progressing because you are not lifting or selecting a heavy enough weight. Now, that, of course, comes with a caveat that, you know, we want you to be lifting in a manner that is safe, firstly and foremostly. We don't want you injuring yourself. But if you are able to move a load or select a weight and move well with it, then you should be trying to like basically find what is the heaviest object, what is the heaviest weight that I can move well with. And that is what's going to help you progress. So to give you a practical example of what I mean by that, if you had three sets of 10 dumbbell lunges in your program and you pick up the five kilo, five kilogram dumbbells and you do 10 reps with those, you take your rest and then you repeat so you've done three sets. If at the end of every set of 10 you're thinking, yeah, like I felt my legs working but I could have done more, that should automatically be a cue to you after you've done your first set to pick something heavier than the 5Ks. This time like maybe go up to the 7.5s or the 10s and this is where it's kind of tricky I think, especially for someone that is newer to the gym or newer to working through a progressively overloaded program. Side note, what I mean by progressively overloaded is that week on week, session by session, there will be certain elements of your training that are helping you to progress. So you might be increasing the weight that you're using or you might be increasing the number of repetitions that you do of that movement. You could be reducing the recovery time that you're given. All of these things help you basically get better so that week on week, month on month, you get stronger, you get fitter, you get faster, you get more competent at those movement patterns. So to bring it back, when you're brand new and working through a progressively overloaded program, it's hard to know how much to jump the weight up by. So you've just done your three by 10 or you've done your first set of 10 dumbbell lunges with five Ks in your hand and you're thinking, yeah, I could have lifted more. This is the point where through experience, you'll be able to understand seven and a half would still be manageable. I think I could push it and pick up the 10 K dumbbells instead. Whereas when you're fairly new to things, you might be like, I'll just pick up a six K kettlebell in either hand because you know, that's an increase in weight, yes, but if you think about it, it's a one kilogram jump. So it's about kind of almost being like, if I was to lift one kilogram more in each hand, would I still manage this? If the answer is still yes, then obviously please make a bigger jump because you want to make sure that you're working sets in the gym. The sets are actually counting, not your warm-up sets, but your three by ten, your working sets. 
you want to make sure that you're making the most of those because otherwise you could go in and do one set of 10 at 5k one set of 10 with six k's and then one set of 10 at the seven and a half k's that's you done your three sets of 10 now but you finish that last set with the seven and a halfs and you're still thinking eh, I could have lifted heavier than that oh well I'll try again harder next week so next week you come in and do one set of 10 at seven and a half and one set of 10 with like eight k kettlebells and you know you can see how the story goes on you are progressing every single week yes but at the same time, you're also like limiting the um, the speed at which you're able to progress because you're almost like that self-limiting factor is like your belief in your ability to move that object from A to B. So not being a shite bag, you know, I think it's just about challenging that mindset and saying to yourself, how easy did that feel on a scale of one to 10? I've used RPE skill with you before, um, potentially one being the easiest of easy and 10 being I'm about to pop a blood vessel in my forehead kind of thing here. I'm not going to be able to do any more reps after that. So like if you gauge it as a five or six out of 10, then the chances are you could be lifting heavier. There will be times in your programming where there maybe isn't any notes from your coach, from me, from whoever's doing your programming um, to say about the intensity If there is an intensity listed, like an RPE of 7 or an RPE of 8, then that gives you a better indication about what you should be lifting. However, if there is no RPE listed there, then you should be lifting as heavy as you can for those sets and reps. And like I said, making sure that your working sets are your heavy and they're consistently heavy throughout. They're not gradually building up to your final set that is, you know, your heavy weight that you want to use. So that's the first thing. And then the other thing is there will be times in your programming as well where you're potentially doing a compound lift. So right at the start of your session, you've got a compound lift, which is, you know, a lift that incorporates multiple muscle groups within the body. So a back squat, for example, or deadlift, that will usually, if it doesn't have an RPE scale, it will usually have maybe a percentage basis of your one rate max. In this case, you're not looking to add as much weight as you can because you already have a prescribed weight based off of a previous testing that you've done. So that weight is going to stay the same. But the beautiful thing about this session is you know the weight that you're going to do for that compound lift, but all your accessory stuff afterwards will probably be the stuff where you can now physically and mentally push yourself to try and lift a little bit heavier. So yeah, I wanted to make this kind of quick. Um, The reason I wanted to specifically talk about this was... Um, there are several studies out there. This is not me just having a go. There are several studies out there that suggest that females are particularly bad at selecting weights. Sorry for the brief pause there. I really had to burp and I thought I can't even disguise this. So I had to pause the recording. Um, females are particularly bad at selecting weights. So, you know, we, I don't know what it is. If it's this like self-limiting belief that we have, um, This is, you know, side note again, not all females, but a lot of females um, have shown in the studies that they will select about 50% of their one rep max for an accessory movement. So rather than lifting kind of 70%-ish 
plus, which is what they're going to need for hypertrophy, i.e. building muscle and strength gains, they'll lift closer to 50%. They will still get benefit from that, but the 20% um, difference in the weight that you're lifting can over time, obviously you can see why person A that lifts at 70% in their accessory stuff versus person B that only lifts at 50%, person A is always going to make more kind of significant changes to their body over a shorter period of time. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of highlight this to the ladies that are going into the gym and just kind of reiterate to you that if you're doing a set and you finish that set in your recovery time, that is when you reflect on how did that feel? If the the weight that you should be lifting is already already prescribed in your program, then you don't have to do this. But, you know, if it's kind of left at very open-ended, three sets of 10 or whatever, and it's up to you to select the weight, this is the time during your recovery that you kind of take note of how did that feel? And if it didn't feel about a seven out of 10, then I need you to lift a little bit heavier. There will always be like everything in the fitness industry. You can, you can never make statements without there being a however or a oh, but by the way. So like if you're on a deload week, for example, you're not going to be pushing seven plus on the RPE scale. You're wanting to keep it fairly light at six or so. But, you know, just keep in mind that when you're in the gym training, if you are spending one hour of good quality time in the gym, pushing the weights, pushing yourself physically, psychologically making yourself work hard, like that is where you're going to see the changes then, you know, compared to if you're going into the gym and you're kind of pissing about and you're chatting in the middle of your sets and chatting in your recovery time and you're kind of just like going through the motions with all your your movements or you're rushing through a set just to get it done I would far rather you got in there and did 30 minutes of good quality, hard, intensity lifting than an hour of just utter shite. So yeah, keeping it brief on this one today, um, but just food for thought when it's when you are going into the gym about selecting the right weight for you based on where you are at the minute. Uh, so I hope this has been helpful and I will speak to you in the next one.